Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hello everyone and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for day two of the Women of the Bible series, which we'll be going over for the month of October. It's the second Sunday, and so we are on day two of this series. And I hope and pray that if you have been tuning in, listening in to the different topics that we're talking about in the month of October, that you have been blessed by them. And so we're going to go on and we're going to talk about this woman by the name of Abigail. And I kind of introduce you to Abigail in the story of King David, David, I said David, y'all, <laughs> I kind of introduced you to the story of Abigail through the story of King David when I did the series on him back in August. And so now I'm going to kind of talk about this woman by the name of Abigail. The Bible tells us that she was beautiful and a woman of understanding, and she was married to a man by the name of Nabal. Now it says that Nabal was evil and harsh in his doings, and he had a total disregard for God. And at this time, this is when King Saul was, you know, in the kingship. And so he too, he was kind of following, I would say, behind the leader who was the king, which was King Saul, a total disregard. And so we're going to kind of get into the story of Abigail and talk about just the different character traits that we kind of see in her as we go through her journey. If you want to read about the story of uh, Abigail and David, you can also find that in the book of 1 Samuel. And so we're going to go ahead and welcome you to the victoriously anointed podcast if this is your first time joining me i appreciate you for being here and i hope and pray that today's episode is a blessing to you and if you want to go and you want to start with the first woman that we talked about starting in the month of october the first sunday we talked about a woman by the name of hannah and hannah was a woman that was barren and god opened up her womb so that she could be able to produce children and if you want to go back and listen into that series, I believe that it will be a blessing to you, especially if you find yourself being unproductive in an area that you feel like you should be producing in. You can listen in on October 2nd, and that will that is where you will find the story of Hannah and just how we broke down just 10 different points that you can kind of um, hopefully apply to your life, if not all the points in some area of your life uh, where we feel misunderstood where we're waiting for God to respond to our prayers and different things like that. And so today we're going to talk about the story of a woman by the name of Abigail. And if this is not your first time joining me on the Victoriously Anointed podcast, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. So glad that you are here. And I hope and pray that today's podcast is a blessing to your life as well. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I am at Lynn Stacy Studios and you can follow me there and hopefully be able to receive some encouragement and just different things like that um, as you're going through the week. And so today we're going to talk about just Abigail and how she was able to intercept David's plan because of just he was responding out of um, what Nabal did to him. He was he was reacting to that and she reminded him that God is the one that defends him. God is the one that protects him and that he had been uh, walking upright uh, this whole time as far as his character has been, I would say exemplary. So don't, don't change. Um, don't, don't make this mishap. Don't, don't put this stain in your timeline simply because of another man's actions towards you. And so um, the servants of Nabal, they came to Abigail and let her know 
that David's servants, David's soldiers had been a wall to them both day and night when they were away working for their uh, for Nabal, who was um, their employer, I would say. And so upon hearing this and hearing how her husband responded to the fact that David and his men needed food and different materials um, for the day of feasting that they were getting ready to have, um, I believe all across um, Israel, um, she responded by um, loading things up and sending her servants before her to take it to David and his men because David and his men um, and the pro were in the process of loading up and they were getting ready to come and they were getting ready to um, pretty much um, kill all the men servants um, that were belonged to Nabal and so um, she went and she um, sent all her servants before her and sent food um, wine and different things to them and then she loaded up on uh she loaded up and she went behind them. She told them to go before her and she she's going to come. And so as she was going, she met King David on the way. And she um, got off of her. Uh, she got off of what she was riding. And then she postured herself um, before David. And she pretty much was like, hey, this is on me. Um, his sin be upon me. And then upon um, proceeding the fact that she put her, she put the blame on herself, she then asked for forgiveness uh, for the sin that was committed. And so David, um, she asked to reason with David and David listened to her and heard what she had to say. And she kind of, she reminded him that God was his defender, that God was the one that had been covering him and protecting him. And don't allow this one instance to kind of make you do something um, that really isn't um, of your character. And so um, Abigail um, used her um, gift of understanding to bring understanding to David in a moment of, um, I would say, probably being tired. Um, no telling if he's um, heard of Nabal or if, he heard, if, if he's heard of Nabal kind of people uh, murmuring things that um, Nabal maybe have spoken about him because he had disregard for um, the fact that David was the one that was getting ready to be king, even though he was aware that um, David was getting ready to be king. I'm pretty sure all Israel was aware of um, the whole fuel that was going on between um, King Saul and King David because um, King Saul was getting ready to uh, King Saul had been trying to kill David and so um, one of the points that I want you to get about Abigail is that she was a woman of understanding um, it's such a blessing uh, when you can be a woman of understanding because I believe that it really just kind of shows the light of God in your life because understanding comes from God and so when you are um, a woman of understanding um, it's so it's so necessary to be able to operate into in that gift um, because sometimes um, you will find yourself placed in different situations um, where you have to be understanding and bring light to different situations and different circumstances and in this case um, the opportunity presented itself to where Abigail had to go before um, this chosen king of Israel and plead her her calls and her servants calls and her husband's calls um, on his on on um, all of their behalf and so um, I would say in this particular instance that um, two Abigail took on a role of leadership. Um, and so she, um, the Bible says that she went in haste. So after she heard what the servant had told her concerning what had happened, um, she made haste to make sure that he got those things as quickly as possible. And so I see it playing out as David is getting ready to come. He's, he's wherever he is in the wilderness or in the, in the, in the wherever he is, um, hiding that outside somewhere. Um, where they've been camping out at, at the campground getting ready because um, it says that him and 400 of his men 
400 of them um, and they were headed to and 200 stayed behind and so I can see Abigail making haste to get all these things prepared and ready while David is um, getting 400 men together um, to be able to come and um, pretty much go get Nabal and so um, she um, has to step into a leadership leadership role in this uh, particular instance and has to kind of um, make decisions and choices um, quickly um, she couldn't be slowful about it she had to do it quickly um, because if she would have if she would have uh, went back and tried to um, consult her husband concerning this um, while it was still occurring um, then she might not have um, been able to intercept what was getting ready to take place and so she had to uh, make haste and so she knew and the servants knew that her husband was unreasonable he was an unreasonable man and so um, she didn't have time to go and explain to him that hey we need to do this and do that because it, I'm pretty sure probably would have fell on deaf ears because of the way he felt about King David and so she made haste and she uh, told her servants what to do and um, they followed her leadership and uh, then she went behind them and um, I believe that God opened up her her mouth to be able to speak and so in this the third point I want you to get about Abigail not only was she a woman of understanding not only in this moment and in this instance she had to step up to a leadership role but also um, the fact that she honored God she honored God the reason why she was um, the reason why she made haste because she knew that this was the king that God had chosen and she knew that um, she knew that how her husband was she knew how neighbor was and so she chose to honor God rather than kind of um, siding with um, with him so she chose to honor God um, so and I was saying in this particular instance um, she knew that honoring God was more important than what um, the desires of what um, her husband was um, she knew that honoring God it was it was an honoring God where bless it's an, it's an honoring God where blessings flow and so um, and everything that you do it has to be in a way that is honoring to God and I would say she further honored God um, when she went back and she honored her um, she honored her husband after she had done what she did she went and she let him know that she waited until he had sobered up because um, when she went back um, he was feasting the Bible says like a king and um, he had he was full and merry off of wine and so she waited until the next morning um, after he had finished drinking and feasting to tell him um, what had occurred and it says that when she told him um, what had occurred that his heart was became like a stone became like a stone and within a matter of 10 days he was gone within a matter of 10 days after she after having told him this um, he was dead and so um, and something that Abigail had told David was you know let your enemies be like Nabal um, let your enemies be like Nabal and so because she was reminding him that God was the one that had covered and protected him from his enemies and so I believe even in her saying that and then um, the Bible showing what happens to Nabal shows that God it was his defender and that God um, uh, God was the one that kind of uh, God is the one that protects you from your enemies and so um, I would say that nobody can defend you like um, God can and I'm not saying that um, that people die but I believe that it was just in the fact that he disregarded he he wasn't just disrespecting and disregarding um, King David and his men it was the fact and dishonoring the name but he was also um, disregarding God's choice he was disregarding God's uh, anointed vessel that he had chosen 
And so in that disregard, you may not agree with it. You may not agree. You may not um, like um, God's choice, but the difference um, in disagreeing and, dis and disliking, you still have to um, honor, um, honor God's choices, honor God's decisions, um, honor because honor the people that he chooses to set in place. And the reason why I say that is because um, in honoring God, there is a reason um, behind um, why God chose King David because he knew that he was the best choice for Israel. It was more than just about what uh, Nabal, uh, what Nabal thought. It was more than just about what Abigail thought. It was more than just about what King David thought. It was about the fact that I need to choose a man after my own heart that's going to uh, rule over my people in a manner that is um, God-like and that is um, worthy. And so I believe that because of David's heart, he had a heart for the people. Um, because and we can see that in the way he shepherded and um, kept his sheep that um, God chose him and so it was the fact that this was the choice for all of Israel and so um, just a whole total disregard for God and so it's better to honor God than to um, kind of just build a it's better to build a lifestyle of honoring God than it is to build a um, lifestyle of dishonoring him and so from the story of Abigail we learned that it's important if God has blessed you with the gift of understanding um, to use it and then when he blesses you with that gift and it's time to uh, be the leader that he needs you to be that it's important to step up to whatever leadership role and um, exercise the gifts that God has given you exercise the gift that God has given you and it's important to honor God and whatever decisions that you are making and honor the people um, that God has kind of placed in various leadership roles in your life and so she honored God first she honored King David, God's choice, and she honored her husband. And so um, I would say that uh, she did um, what was needed and necessary in order to prevent something uh, from happening in the story of um, the timeline of King David. And so sometimes um, God needs you to be the one to intercept. Um, God, sometimes God will use you as a vessel of interception um, when you go through different various things in life. Um, and so just the fact that sometimes that means that God can, I believe that God trusts you to be able to intercept, you know, how like, um, intercepting just, um, instead of intercepting the ball, intercepting different things that could occur in life. And God kind of, uh, puts up a block and a preventive measure, um, so that he can, um, continue to be your defender. Cause sometimes, um, I believe that David had been through so much. Sometimes, uh, you do want to kind of intercept and defend yourself after you, after you've gone through so much. After you keep getting your button pushed, you already got somebody on your tail trying to kill you and you're trying to fight to get to the point where God needs you to be and where he wants you to be. You're trying to train all these men uh, on how to kind of um, cover. You're trying to train, you're trying to train, you're trying to get ready, trying to get prepared. And then you have this and you're hungry and you're tired and you've been protecting. Uh, um, you've been protecting this man's men, uh, these men, this man's servants. And now he's he won't even try to refuel you and try to help you get to the point where you need to be. And he's causing more um, trouble for you. I can understand why he reacted the way he did. It's kind of like, um, I'm tired and I'm ready. To, uh, I'm, I'm tired and I'm ready to um, just kind of be able to celebrate for something. Um, no telling what he had been through in the, over the course of those past few days, those past few weeks. And what, you know, so I feel like this was like a button pusher. And sometimes when you get your button pushed, um, God was, um, has to send in the interception and to remind you. Um, that I'm the one that defends you and um, I'm the one that fights for you and you need to keep on um, allowing me to do that. And so um, I believe that Abigail had to come in there and kind of um, intercept. Um, God used her as a tool to be able to kind of allow the will of God to be done in David's life and her life. 
and just allow the will of God to be um to be done and so we um see the glory of God and how he defends uh how he defends and covers um this whole situation and um and um, Abigail was the tool that he used. And so sometimes God will want to use you as a tool um, in the various gifts and the different areas um, that he can use you in. Sometimes um, God needs you to be a tool in his kingdom. Um, he needs you to be um, a useful tool of light um, to remind. Sometimes it's to remind people of him. Um, it always is to uh, manifest so God's glory can be manifested. Um because that's how through the manifestation of God's glory, we learn about him. We learn what about what he's capable of. Um, and we just learn that God loves us um, through the manifestation of his glory. That's why um, it's so important to allow um, him to kind of work through you and operate through you and for you to be a light um, and for you to be a vessel of love and a vessel to kind of remind. Sometimes um, you have to remind um, people um, or different ones of just, you know, God, God is the one that does it and just kind of uh, cover. Um, so Abigail, um, Abigail covered, um, she covered. Um, and so um, that's one of the, another point that I kind of want you to get about Abigail. She covered. Um, and so it says, it tells us in the New Testament that love covers a multitude of sins. And so even though um, Nabal, he, he had sinned. And so I will, I will put it like that. He had sinned and disregarding this and dishonoring God, he had sinned. And so she covered him in that and she took it upon herself to say hey this be on my head and forgive me for it so in doing that um she was um uh, she was um ex i will believe expressing a, a form of love um and so uh, i believe that it's important for us to kind of allow our lights to shine and express love and when you um step into love and when you begin to display love when you step into that bank then you give god the opportunity to show you that he can and that he will work things out on your behalf when you step in, you can't go wrong stepping into the vein of love and having the courage, um, having the courage to do it. Um, and so whatever it is that he needs you to do, having the courage to be able to do and to stand in love the way that he needs you to stand in love. And so um, in doing this, I believe that um, just in doing this and just loving um, it, the Bible tells us in the book of first John that God is love. Um, God is love. And so the fact that God is love, I believe that when we put love on display, we put God on display. And so um, I believe in this, that she was putting God on display and um, loving someone that was, um, it, the Bible tells us that was evil and harsh in his doings. And she said, we all know that um, Nabal is a scoundrel. And so um, I looked up that word um, scoundrel and um, I'm gonna encourage you to go and look it up so you can kind of see um, the different um, words that he used. And so um, he was just unreasonable. I will put it that way. The best way I can put it is that he was just unreasonable. And so um, I believe that she had to uh, be a woman of action because in this, this had to take action for her to be able to get it done, um, to get it done um, in the time that it needed to get done. She had to make haste. She had to do it quickly. It wasn't something that she could ponder over and wonder over. So sometimes things that would present themselves in our lives where we have to be quick about the decision that we make. Um, and I believe that um, when it's a when you have a heart to honor God, then in that moment, he will provide for you the answer that you need in order to get it done in the time frame that you needed to get it done in um, some things um, we can't be slowful about some things uh, we have to be quick to respond to God to God for because sometimes we are slow about things sometimes when you really think about it because um, we ponder and we wonder over it um, we we feel like we, we got to pray about it and we got to we got to um, ask God for confirmation. We got to do this, all these things. As I believe that in the moment, 
um, that you need to do it quickly, God will give you what the answer is that you need to respond in the way that you need to respond. Because all every decision that you make in life um, isn't going to have the time for you to kind of sit and ponder and wonder over it. It's not going to have the time for you to even get down on your knees and pray. Sometimes you just got to, uh, in that process of thinking, um, you got to be moving while you're praying. Um, be praying in your heart and asking God for mercy while, as you go. Um, and so I believe that as you go and you begin to just respond in the way that God needs you to respond, he'll help and guide your hands and your feet into action into what you need to do. Um, and so. I hope and pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you. And if you want to read about the story of Abigail again, it's in the um, book of 1 Samuel. I I believe around chapter 18. I'm not looking at my um, word right now. I'm just kind of um, telling you like the backstory of um, the story of Abigail. Um, And then uh, and so and I'm just kind of drawing the points um, from that story. And so um, I hope and pray that you will go and you will read. Um, the story of Abigail and this will give you the opportunity to kind of figure out how do I find different scriptures in the Bible I I given you a place to, I've given you a place to start and so um, it may uh, and it may I may have gone over a few chapters um, but it's in the book of 1 Samuel and so um, we learn from the story of Abigail that um, God is your defender we learn that um, sometimes you have to step into a leadership role. We learn that sometimes um, you have to choose to honor God um, and then just um, bring uh, and then honor um, just people in the way that they need to be honored in. Um, you, we learn from the story of Abigail that um, sometimes we do have to um, life will require us to cover and love um, and allow God to just kind of um, do the rest, um, allow God to do the rest because David could have dismissed her. Um, but. Um, we see that David was a reasonable man because um, she was able to talk to him and get through to him. And so um, I believe that um, her character um, was displayed in this short time period that we know about Abigail. We see a lot of her character shining forth and coming through. And so sometimes God needs you to be a woman of courage, a man of courage. Um, sometimes God needs you to be a woman of reason, a man of reason. Um, and sometimes God needs you to be willing and open to listening and hearing what it is that he has to say. Um, and what it is that um, someone else can remind you of uh, of him Um, sometimes you have to be reminded of who God is to you and who he is in your life so that you can get in the right on stay on the right path and get in the right direction that you need to go in Um, so I hope and pray that this podcast was a blessing the last point I want to get to you um, through to Abigail uh, because after her husband passed um, I believe that this is um, God remembering her not forsaking her um, in the in the situation that she found herself in and because uh, she found herself you know not that I don't I don't believe that she was upset about the fact that she didn't have a husband um, because of um, the type of man that he was I don't believe that she was upset about that fact um, but they provided a covering for women um, if you under if you um, look at the culture and different things of that day and the um, different laws of, of Moses and different things how they how structure was developed for them um, the male played a very significant role in part um, within society and it was one of the um, ways that they uh, women were covered and so um, God didn't leave her without a covering and so uh, after he had passed and David heard of it um, he took her in as his wife and he proposed to her and she responded with a yes and so um, she she went from a a, a better situation um, God transitioned her to a better situation than the one that she was in and I believe that um, if you honor God um, God can transition you to a better situation than the one that you may have found yourself in or maybe you know what it's like to be transitioned from um, what was good to what is better because um, it, it, obviously uh, and the reason why I say what was good was because um, her he was a he was a wealthy man 
And so, uh, and having better, not only did she have a, I would say, a, a better situation um, that God transitioned to her, she was able probably have a little bit more um, freedom to really exercise the type of person that she was. Because sometimes, when we find ourselves um, in different situations, it kind of it's kind of a a, a a binding situation. And so God knows how to kind of free you um, from wherever you are and wherever you find yourself in. God knows how to bring freedom. He knows how to bring liberty. And so I believe that she was one that experienced that freedom and that liberation. Not saying that she didn't have um, different um, stipulations and, th and different things being the wife of the king um, and being the wife of um, who God had anointed. Not saying that she didn't um, have to walk into, she obviously um, had to deal with more um, situations and she obviously had to deal with a, 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 a greater um, I would say a greater calling um, being called into this role and position and I don't I don't know um, exactly the different things that she had to go through or endure but I do believe that um, she was found faithful um, I believe that she was able to acquire this role because she was found faithful and we see her faithfulness to God and accepting the choice that he had chosen for Israel and so um, I believe that um, it was the right set of circumstances at the right time for her um, to be positioned um, for um, the role that God had um, allowed her um, to walk into. So in her showing leadership, um, in her showing leadership in her decision to make haste to go and take this stuff to King David, um, she was transitioned into a leadership role, um, being one of the ones that um, King David married. So um, he had a maybe like three or four wives, I believe, but she was one of them as well. And so. Um, I, and I don't I'm not going to sit up here and say I know the whole structure of royalty but um, she was one of his um, one of his um, queens and so um, I hope and pray and that this um, podcast has been a blessing to you and that you allow God to take your life uh, in the direction that it needs to go in and be willing to um, adjust to the changes um, be willing to adjust to the changes because um, the fact that she transitioned to this she had to adjust to the changes um, and at this point in time that he proposed to her, he wasn't in the palace just yet. Um, he hadn't made it to the palace yet. So he was still, I would say, out there in the wilderness. And so she had to adjust um, to the changes of what it meant to be um, the wife of a king. And so um, if you find yourself transitioning to various roles and um, different things in your life that it's kind of like you never, uh, I won't say you never really imagine or uh, transition into different roles and positions that uh, you may not um, be um, abreast to be able to um, know uh, about. I believe that there is something in your timeline that God has placed in your timeline um, that has prepared you for whatever um, he has called you to. If he called you to it, he's going to be there to walk with you through it. Um, the only thing you have to do is continue to keep him, keep prayerful um, and keep him in your story. Um, keep on honoring him. Um, keep on doing um, the diligent work that he has uh, placed within your hand and the diligent work he will pl uh, put in your hands. Um, God has a plan for our lives. Each and every one of our lives, God has a plan for, for it. And um, when we allow our lights to shine, when we uh, allow love to bleed through, um, when we allow... Um, when we allow God to be God, when we are um, vessels of um, who God chooses to use, um, that's thereby we honor and glorify God. Um, and so 
I hope and pray um, that through the story of Abigail, you have been blessed. And I hope and pray that you would join me next week um, for the story of Sarah. Um, we're going to be doing um, a, a dive into her story and how um, she was the wife of Abraham, who um, the Bible tells us is the father of many nations. Um, and thereby she became the mother of many nations. And so um, we're going to um, talk about um, her role as well. I hope and pray that um, you know that um, through the blood of Jesus Christ, um, we have been given a gift. Um, we have been given a gift. And um, I hope and pray that um, you know that um, God is the best one who can really just um, allow your gift to make room for you. Um, the word tells us that our gifts will make room for us. And I believe in this, Abigail's gift of understanding made room for her. Um, it made room for her and she was able to operate within it. And I'm pretty sure after the fact, um, this was not the only time that um, her gift was um, going to be used. Um, and I don't, um, that's kind of where um, I find the um, story of Abigail um, ending. Um, but I'm, But I know that um, her life didn't end and so her story was only beginning I would say that was the beginning of a new stage a new season and a new chapter in her life um, and so God is the best author of just the different chapters of your life and if we allow him to kind of uh, execute his plan in our lives then we will see um, the greater blessing of what it means to be saved and we're going to go ahead and I pray that you have the courage to do that I pray that you have the courage to do that. And sometimes it can be a scary thing leaning into God because um, you don't know exactly um, all the plans. He may give you glimpses of the future or glimpses of just different things. But sometimes you don't know the different situations that would occur in your life. And I'm pretty sure Abigail um, never imagined that this situation would occur in her life. But it was a situation that set her up for blessing. And so we're going to go ahead and end this podcast for prayer with prayer. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. <clears throat> we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for every situation that you have allowed to occur in our lives. You are the great Father, and there is none like you in all the earth, Father God. Give us the grace to be able to lean into whatever it is, Father God, that you have for us, Father God. Thank you for allowing our gifts to make room for us so that we can walk in the destinies and the callings and the purpose that you have and position for, position for our lives, Father God. Bless us to be able to be able to walk in the positions, Lord God, that you have um, called us to, Father God. Bless us to be able to walk in it in a way that's honoring and pleasing to you, Father God. Father God, allow us to be able to be uh, producers of love, Father God, so that you may be shown and glorified through us and that we may be lights, Lord God, in the midst of darkness. You are the great Father, and there is none like you in all the earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I pray that you will go forward and live blessed. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I pray it was a blessing to you. If you're interested in being on the show or advertising with the Victoriously Anointed podcast, please contact me on my social media pages at Lynn Stacy Studios on Facebook or Instagram. You can also reach me, Studios at gmail.com. I pray that you will go forward and be blessed. And remember, we were predestined in Christ Jesus for good works.